Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to the Experiential Table. I'm Cynthia Simonian, your host of the show and creator of Cooking Class Business School. I absolutely love helping culinary pros like you create online classes, memberships, and more, because I truly believe that teaching online can unlock freedom, flexibility, and more fulfillment in your life. Whether you want to teach from abroad or just set your own hours, there is so much that the online world can offer you. Now, a few weeks ago, I was honored to be a part of the Food Blogger Summit. I was one of the speakers and shared the stage with several talented business, marketing, and blogging pros, including some people who have actually been guests on this show. That includes Kimberly Espinel, Emily Perrin, Aaliyah Grummer, and of course, Madison Weatherill, who is the conference's creator. Now, if you weren't able to snag a ticket to the summit, don't worry, I have you covered here because in this episode, I am sharing my workshop called How to Monetize Your Blog with Online Cooking Classes. That's right, you are going to listen to the same workshop that I presented at the summit. In this episode, you're going to learn the importance of identifying your niche, which if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I am a big believer in narrowing in on your niche. You'll also learn the three steps to defining your class offer, and I'll share how you can work with me to turn your online cooking class dreams into a profitable reality. Because let's face it, you need to have profits for your business to succeed and continue to grow. Whether or not you're a food blogger, I guarantee you're going to find the information in this workshop really, really valuable. And after you've listened to this episode, be sure to say hello and let me know your thoughts. You can send me a DM on Instagram at Hidden Rhythm. Until then, enjoy this episode. All right, now this training is for you if you've never taught online cooking classes, but you're excited by the possibility. It's also the right place for you if you've tried to teach online before, but simply gave up. The third reason why you might be here is that you are currently teaching online. Maybe you've already made the leap to online cooking classes, but you crave a little bit more structure in your process. Teaching online is a huge opportunity, not only in the culinary industry, but beyond. As we think about what it means for you as a food blogger, teaching online gives you the opportunity to grow, engage, and monetize your audience. And that's what we're going to talk about specifically today. How can you earn more income by leveraging the audience you have through teaching online? So let's get started with how to monetize your blog through online cooking classes. Here is what most people get wrong when they try to start an online cooking class arm to their business. They don't really approach their online classes with a marketing strategy. Instead, what they do is they focus too much on what everyone else is doing and just basically copycatting that. They stress out about the tech and think that they have to get all the gadgets and fancy cameras. And they spend a lot of time wasted in other things that just don't matter. So what I want to show you today is a framework that I have. It's called my business cookbook framework. And here you'll see that there are six different steps to building your online cooking class business. Now, we don't have time to go through all six steps. I wish we could, but we're going to focus on the first two. So I'll just walk you through them. We have identify your niche, defining your offer, 
designing your funnel, which is more about engaging your audience. Then we move into steps four and five, which is more focused on selling. So how to set up your sales flow for your classes, how to promote your offer. And then finally is teach how to truly teach what you love in the kitchen online. Now, like I said, I wish we had time to go through all six, but we are going to start at the beginning because that's where many of you might find yourself. Even if you've been teaching online, the first two steps are so foundational that it's something you still will get a lot of value from. It all starts with your niche. Here is some info on how to identify your niche. I'm going to caveat this by saying a lot of you already understand the concept of niching. As advanced food bloggers, you know that a niche matters to stand out. And in fact, a niche also helps you in the online cooking class space. I tell my students and community all the time, you have to have a niche. Otherwise, you just won't break through the noise. The same goes for the blogging world. So that's why I'm excited to chat with you all because you get it. You understand the value of a niche because you've had to do the same with your blogs. Now, your online cooking class niche may be the same as your blog's niche. In most cases, that'll be true. But you may find that you might need to go a little bit more narrow with your online cooking classes. So if you have a really broad topic that you cover in your blog, maybe you haven't had to niche down so much, especially if you've been in it for a while, your classes might need to have a more specialized focus. But it really depends. I would say in most cases, if you have a successful blog with a niche following, you could apply that same niche to your online cooking classes. So you are already ahead of the game. This first step of identifying your niche is one that a lot of people struggle with, and they spend a lot of time thinking through. So We're actually not going to spend much time at all in this training talking about it. But if you want some examples of niches, I want to share some that have, you know, come up before through my student community to give you a little bit of an idea. All right. So one example could be allergy-free meal prep for kids. Another niche is eggless macaron baking. And then another niche could be easy Sunday dinners for single moms. It's not to say that your blog focuses on any one of these three things only, and that's all you do. But if you take a look at what you write about, what you blog about, is there a subset that you could really focus your teachings on? Because like I said, the online cooking class space is crowded. So we really need to find a way to break through the noise and stand out. Now, I want to hear from you. Let me know in the chat box, what is your niche You can let me know what your blogging niche is. If you think it might be different for your classes, let me know as well. I can't wait to read what you have to say. Now, I want to introduce you to Shika. So Shika is a blogger who I worked with, and she kind of wanted to teach everything to everyone. And we worked together on narrowing down her niche to French pastries made simple for millennials. Really specific. And, you know, it was challenging for her, like I think a lot of you, because She blogged about everything. She even blogged about restaurants. So for her to think about going totally niche and focusing just on French pastries made simple for millennials, it took a while for her to get comfortable. But as you see here, once she did that, once she was able to focus on a niche, she had a streamlined offering of classes. She was able to teach the same thing over and over again. She didn't have to reinvent the wheel. And she was able to earn $8,000 just by teaching two classes a month. 
So this is an example of how niching down can really pay dividends. Okay, so now let's move into that second step, which is how to define your offer. So to take a step back, remember we have that business cookbook with the six steps. We're only going to go through the first two. And that first one, like I said, it's a quick one because a lot of you already have a good idea of your niche. But the second step, how to define your offer, this is a meatier one. And I think this is where a lot of you are going to get some great clarity around how you can truly make money by teaching online. So I will start off by saying that this is where people tend to spend the least amount of time when they decide they want to start teaching online cooking classes. But the decisions made in this step are the most important. I would say right up there with step one, identify your niche. Defining your offer is very, very important here. It is the foundation for everything else that follows. So moving forward, you have the marketing and the sales process and the actual teaching. Some people just jump to the teaching. Well, you can have the best camera in the world. You can have the best setup. But if you don't have anyone showing up for your classes, it doesn't matter. And that's what we do in this step. We think a lot about what you're going to offer and how you're going to do it. Okay, so there are three steps to defining your offer. The first step is to set your goal. The second is to choose a format. And the third is to price your offer. Remember, have that worksheet handy, have it right in front of you, and you can start filling in the blanks as we go through each step. Okay, so the first step is to set your goals. Now, I love this quote. It's by Peter Drucker. He has this quote that says, you can't improve what you don't measure. So I am all about goals in my business, and I'm sure a lot of you have goals that you've set for your blog. The reason why you've got to think about your goals is because if you just decide that you're going to start teaching online cooking classes and you don't know what goal you want to hit, you'll never really know if it was a success or not, right? We've got to judge our work against something that is objective. So SMART goals help us do that. Now, SMART is an acronym, and whenever you create a goal, you want to make sure that it is, in fact, SMART. So we're going to go through each letter, and you'll see what it means here. So the first is specific. This means that your goal is based on real numbers, right? Real numbers that are actually tangible. It's not just a feeling that you have, like, oh, yeah, I want to teach great classes. Well, what does that mean, right? We have to be specific, M is for measurable. This means that the numbers that we have defined in that first bullet specific are actually possible to track, meaning you can actually get that data. The third is attainable. This means that it's a challenging goal, but it's still achievable. So for example, if you have a goal to make a million dollars next month teaching online cooking classes and you've never taught before and you don't have a big audience, well, I think we could all agree that that is not a very attainable goal. R is for relevant. Your goal needs to make sense. It needs to be related to what you're trying to do, which is in this case, create an online cooking class business, create a new revenue stream around teaching online. And then T is time-based. Now, this is a really important one. This is where sometimes people are a little hesitant to commit. And all that you need to do here is pick a deadline. So you may have a goal of teaching five online cooking classes, 
But you have to make sure you indicate by when. Is it by the end of 2022 or is it by the end of this month or the end of December? You have to be specific. And that time-based piece is one where I see a lot of people miss the mark because they, like I said, they're a little hesitant. They don't want to commit to a deadline. But if you don't, you frankly won't know if you've hit your goal or not. So I'm going to show a few different examples and we're going to play this game called Smart or Not. So let's say that you came to me and you said, Cynthia, my goal is to learn how to teach gluten-free cooking classes successfully. Is that a smart goal or not? Well, is it specific? No, there's, there's no numbers here. How do we know whether or not you taught successfully? Is it measurable? No, right? Same as the first bullet. If we don't have numbers, how can we measure it? Is it attainable? Sure. I bet that you could learn how to teach gluten-free cooking classes successfully. That's possible. It's absolutely relevant. It's tied to our overall purpose of teaching online, but it's not time-based. We don't have a deadline here. All right, what about this goal, smart or not? So the goal is teach five classes with 10 students each before January 31st. Specific, it's measurable, right? We can measure that we've taught five classes. We can measure how many students attended. It's attainable, it's relevant, and it's time-based. We have a deadline. So it doesn't have to be elaborate, right? This is just one sentence that sums up a goal clearly so that you know whether or not you have hit the mark. Okay, so step one to recap is to set your goals. Now, I say goals in plural, but you really only need to have one goal for your online cooking class business. Now, the second step is to choose a format for your classes. There are three main class types that I'm going to walk you through. The first is an a la carte class. The second is a series. And the third is a membership. If you've never taught online cooking classes before, you probably will want to start in the a la carte bucket. So we're going to actually talk about that one first. And you'll learn the pros and cons for each, and you'll see why an a la carte class is probably the best way for you to go. All right, so an a la carte class is basically a single individual cooking class online. It's what a lot of us are familiar with. On the right is an example from one of my students, Susanna Trilling of Seasons of My Heart Cooking School. She had a 90-minute class on Zoom on October 10th. For your students, this is great because it's a relatively low commitment of both time and money. For you, it's an awesome way to get your feet wet with teaching online because you get to test ideas and you get to learn about your audience and gain teaching experience. It's also really good, like I said, if you're new to teaching online and you don't want to bite off more than you can chew, or if you just want to keep things simple. As a blogger, you have a lot going on in your business. I remember my blogging days and it's changed so much since then. So you've got a lot to juggle. If this is just one thing that you want to do on the side, an a la carte class is great because you don't have to have a huge time commitment involved. You can pick and choose when you want to do it. And that's basically it. The second type of class format is a class series. So a class series is basically a set of classes that are taught consecutively. We know of summer camps, for example, on the right, Wannabe Chef is a friend of mine, Rama, and she had a summer camp for kids where every day for five days, the kids would show up and learn how to cook online. You've also probably seen these series before where it's a four-week or six-week 
cooking fundamentals series or a you know advanced baking series. Oftentimes they'll meet once a week, the same day, same time every week, and they're kind of building up to a final project or the skills to kind of build on each other. Now for your students, this is great if they really want to dive deep into a specific area or if they want to form consistent habits. So let's say, for example, you focus on meal prep. Well, meal prep is a lifestyle change, right? It's a habit that people have to form. So maybe a 90-minute class isn't the best way for them to have that transformation. Maybe having a six-week meal prep class where they are working with you every Sunday, cooking alongside you, helps them have a better transformation. Now for you, a class series is great because you get to know your students better. So you get to build that connection. If that's something that lights you up, you may find this to be really fulfilling. You also get to teach more advanced classes when you have a series. So if you do something a little bit more elaborate, a little bit more involved, and you need to kind of walk people through a process from start to finish, one 90 minute class is probably not going to be long enough. So you can rely on a series to help you do that. Now, this is also good if you teach, like I said, a more complicated process, or if you want to facilitate changes in someone's lifestyle or habits. This is kind of the next step up from a la carte. I wouldn't begin here if you've never taught online. I would still teach a few classes in that a la carte bucket first. Now, the third format is membership. There are a few examples on the right here, Smart in the Kitchen School, taught by Marsha Smart, and then we have the Sprouted Kitchen Recipe Club that is created by one of my alums, Fallon Bader. Now with a membership, you basically charge your members a recurring fee to access your cooking classes. Oftentimes you are allowing them to cook with you live or you're having them access a recorded collection of classes. For your students, this is great because they get access to a catalog of content that grows every single month. And then you can also throw in some special perks like access to you in a Facebook group or hosting live Q&As. For you, this is great because you get recurring revenue, right? So you don't have to worry about selling out each class. Once you have someone in your membership, you are able to earn that $30 a month from them every single month. Now, of course, it does take work to keep them retained, to keep them as members. So it's not just this automatic $30 that shows up in your bank account without you making sure that they are satisfied. A membership is a great option for you if you know your audience really well, and you can commit the time to adding new, fresh content regularly. So you already probably do this with your blog, right? You're constantly creating new content, but for your membership, you need to create another layer of exclusive content and give them exclusive access to you usually. So just think about that as another side of your content arm that you'd have to build out and think through. So I want to know which is most appealing to you. Let me know a la carte series or membership. Let me know in the chat box based on everything you've learned, which one would be the first that you would be most excited to try. Now, step three, we are going to move into pricing your offer. So how to determine how much to charge. This is one of the most popular questions I get asked, and it's one that's tough. And I'm going to tell you why in just a minute. What's the best price for an online cooking class? $25, $30, $50, $100, $200, $300, $400, $500, $600, $700, $800, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1
maybe a price that's not listed here, let me know in the chat. I want you to believe that your class is not a commodity, right? I've told my students before, your class is not a bag of sugar, okay? Your class, whether, you know, let's say you're gonna make pasta, I always use the pasta example, your pasta class is unique to you. Even if someone is teaching the same exact pasta class, how to make linguine from scratch, your class is going to be different because it is being taught by you and there's only one you. Now, I think this is something that you all understand as bloggers. You understand that you are the business, right? Your personality, your point of view. You are more than the recipe that you share. And so you already kind of have a step up because I think many of you understand this idea that you are the face of your brand and that your recipe is not the same as all the others out there because you approach things differently. You have, like I said, a unique point of view. The same applies for online cooking classes. Now, the other thing to think about when it comes to pricing is that your value is not just the time of the class and your rate. So a lot of people will say, okay, well, it's a 90 minute class. And when people hire me to do whatever service, whether it's catering or recipe development or coaching, I charge, you know, let's just say $100 an hour to keep it round. You can't just assume that that's what your price should be, you know, an hour and a half times $100 an hour. No, you have to think about things differently. You're not just charging an hourly rate. Students are paying to learn from you. They're not just interested in what you teach. They could Google it. They could find YouTube videos on it. If they really wanted to know how to make homemade pasta, they could find free content out there, but they want to learn from you. And so how you teach is really, really important. And you've got to hone your style and bring in your personality, your expertise, your stories, all of that factors into the value that you provide your students. It isn't just a simple formula of your hourly rate times the number of hours you spend preparing, teaching, and cleaning up for your classes. You also want to make sure you avoid discounting. This is a trap that a lot of people fall into. It's the easiest way we know to get more sales, right? And I say easiest in quotes because it actually doesn't serve us and it usually doesn't serve our students. Discounting comes from a place of fear. It comes from like a scarcity mindset where we feel like, oh no, we're not selling classes so our price must be too high. One of the mistakes people make a lot is they um, lower their price rather than focusing on, am I communicating value? Am I sharing with people why this class matters, what they're going to learn, how it's going to change or transform their lives? That's the conversation you want to be in. You don't want to be in this price war where ultimately you're charging $10 for a Zoom cooking class. The other thing that people ask often is, well, how much are you charging? I see this in Facebook groups all the time, and it kind of drives me crazy because it's irrelevant, okay? You need to think about your financial goals and your target audience to make your pricing decision. So when I say financial goals, how much are you looking to earn from your online cooking classes? What other expenses do you have in your business? Your model is very different than someone else's who might be teaching online. You also need to think about your target audience. If you have a blog that focuses on simple, cheap dinners that college students can make in their dorm room, then you're probably not going to be charging $100 a class. So your audience will help you understand what makes sense for them. 
But that doesn't mean you ask them how much are they going to pay because most of them will just go low. Okay. So you've got to be careful about that here, but you need to understand your target audience. You need to understand what they value. And some of you may have a premium audience. You may have an audience that is excited to learn something really special and advanced, and you can charge more for that. So here's just a really simple calculation. Okay. So let's say you are just teaching those a la carte classes, right? We'll just start with a basic example. Well, your sales calculation is simply the number of classes you teach per month times the number of students per class times the price per student or device. Usually that's how people charge because you could have two people watch the same laptop. So in this example, we'll call it example A. Let's say you teach two classes per month. You have 20 students per class and you charge $35 per student. That's $1,400. Okay, so this is just one example of how the math could work. Now, $1,400 could be a lot for you, or it could be not enough. And that is why the pricing is up to you. It's personal. Now, you can control how many classes you teach a month. You can control the price you charge. Now, I understand you can't control how many people sign up, but we still have to kind of set these goals and have something to work towards. Here's a second example. You could teach, instead of two classes a month, you could teach four a month. And instead of having 20 per class, you could have 10 per class and you could charge $50 per student, right? This math gets you to $2,000 a month in sales. So you see here, there are two different examples of how you can get to, you know, $1,600, $2,000. You could even do more than that, depending on how you price. But once again, there is no one size fits all price. It's up to you and only you can decide what makes sense. It's part art, part science, okay? And like I said, there's no right or wrong price. I'm not going to tell you what the right price is. You've got to look at your financials. You've got to look at your target audience and decide for yourself. So once again, what's the best price? All of these, right? All of these could be the right price for you based on all of the things that we talked about here. All right, so to recap, here are the three steps to define your offer. The first is to set your goal. The second is to choose a format. And the third step is to price your offer. Now, if you want to continue this journey, if you want to take those next steps that I showed you in the business cookbook, then I want you to join me in my free marketing masterclass. It's called the four step framework for profitable online cooking classes. In it, I share the top three mistakes everybody makes when selling their online cooking classes. I mean, everybody. We also go through my four-step framework. And then I'm going to share how you can work with me in my program, Cooking Class Business School. So to sign up, go to hiddenrhythm.com slash masterclass. Thanks again for joining, and I hope to connect with you.